goddamn Devil Vagina Magic. Welcome to another episode of Devil Vagina Magic. It's been a minute since I've been able to have guests on the podcast. Part of it's my own laziness. Part of it's getting people synced up because sometimes Mm. it's a bitch. But um, tonight we have um, my guest, Polly who I have known a decade. She is a massage therapist, Lomi master, energy healer with Ayurvedic certification. And um, we've been in the trenches. Say hey, Polly. Hi there. Mm-hmm. Hi there. Yeah, I met Audra. Oh, I'll never forget the day I met you. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> you were working at Dude Dogs. Oh, yeah, let's, yeah. And then we ended up doing quite a, a enjoyable stint in Spa Land. For um, sorry, I was eating cracker because yeah. there may or may not have been three gin and tonics before this. Well, but, um, you know, Polly don't want no cracker, so you go right ahead. Mm-hmm. In any case, yeah. So for massage therapists out there, because this this podcast covers massage therapy a lot. Um, when we talk about the trances of spa land, we mean working outside under a 16 by 16 tent in polyester uniforms with 50 uh, minute clients booked on the hour for five hours in a row yeah. by the ocean with no fan in 98% humidity at 85 to 92 degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to run screaming naked into the ocean after a minute. Right. And by the way, the bathroom was like, the bathroom that employees were allowed to use was on the other side of the resort. Oh, yeah. You had to, to hike there, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and we've both been through a minute of healing work um, in various aspects. And um, what inspired this is Polly and I were just talking, as we do, about existential blues that's really going on with like we've got covid we got riots which i have to say i'm i don't get political but the riots are actually i thought they were going to happen in april (laughs) right right now do explain a little bit about what you because you are living in Kauai, hawaii right and you are in an isolated community but the very two first cruise ships in March did dock there. Right. Yes, we did. So, uh-huh. yeah, give a little, like, synopsis of your experience so far. Well, from what I understand, we got this more from people traveling on planes coming here. Right. And a lot of what happened is people, when stuff started going down in the mainland, decided that they would come here to escape the Rona. And they brought it with them and then there were people that were trying to get from the mainland to home that are from here and they might have brought a little bit of it too but we didn't ever really blow up you know we did kind of and everybody was pretty peaceful and compliant about it we didn't go to the beach and loiter and hang out together um we followed curfew you could hear guys hightailing at home by the way you had a curfew we had a curfew our mayor invoked a curfew then we all started wearing masks and we were social distancing and people were pretty good about it. You know, um, we ended up here on Kauai having a total of 21 cases. I think there's one in the hospital still active. Now, for those who don't know, Kauai is 25 miles wide by 33 miles long. Mm-hmm. About, it has about a population. 46, 46 square mile, roughly. Right. It has a population of roughly... 65 to 70,000. Yep. Okay. Nine chickens per every person. Oh, yeah, definitely. And a couple couple stray cats. Now, you're talking an isolated community that could have been decimated. We have nine ICU beds in our hospital. You will. (laughs) Yeah, everybody's critical critical cared over to Oahu. You know, I'm going to say I lived there like seven years. And as soon as I came back here, within the first year, I was sick twice. Like, sick. Not like, oh, I have the sniffles, but I'm fucked up for a week sick. Okay? Because you don't have the um, connection or the exposure to the same bugs. Right? No, we don't. Unless, I hate to say, travelers bring it. Right. Which... now. 
there's some history yeah, there yeah. too. There's sorry we, about the we, dog. We won't wax poetical about the fact that <laughs> we stole the Hawaiian Islands or all that. Because well, that's 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 a whole lot of content. Well, um, there, there's the trigger well, that you we, know, we, influenza we, we, nearly wiped out the Hawaiians. Right, so it's right. a big trigger for them, you know, right. to have so, people come here with diseases. Yeah. Now, what you were telling me is now um, I will. Ad- OK, so we'll give a little bit of backstory. Um, Polly and I are both. Well, I'm going to be 50 in 20 days, 29 days or 21 days. Yeah. Oh. No, it's technically after. Oh, no, it's not midnight. 21 days. You are 50. You have a nine-year-old child. Yes, I do. Nine-year-old daughter. Too smart for her own good. Right. Now, her father is Jewish. Thus, you try to educate her in that faith. And you are pagan. Right. Right. And we will admit an island that is not welcoming to that thought structure ironically not so (laughs) right 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 because well yeah now and so you but at the same time there is your your parental christian influence so you're you're giving your daughter a broad spectrum of religious spiritual pathways right you know and we spend a lot of time in nature too and she 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 even at her early age says that she feels she's a natural born witch so there you go right and um so what you told me is she came to you the other day and said what what is my purpose okay this is what is my nine-year-old child yeah what is my purpose in life mom why am i here why am i here Mm mm-hmm now, um, the reason we're talking about this is because while I am not a mother, I make no bones about that. There are many right, of you right. out there who may actually be having children who are having this awakening actually in areas that are way more affected by the virus than Kauai. Than Kauai. Right. But we've had to quarantine, stay at home, follow curfews, and mm-hmm. she sees news. And right. she, she does see some of what's going on in the world. I don't watch the news with her, but she will. Does ask... your mom watch Fox News? Oh, God. Yeah. Mm. Dude, Fox News and MSNBC are both awful. But my daughter doesn't go hang out in the living room with that. You okay, know? good. Okay. And, okay. And... Because you live with your elderly mother because she's elderly. Right, yeah. right, mm-hmm. right. And then, you know, her dad does watch the news with her. And then some... she'll ask me. See, I'm that parent who will, like, straight up tell my child in ways that a child can understand what's going down in the world. Right. Without and, being too scared. You're not Gur Martin or nothing. Right. And she, under- <laughs> she sees what's going on in the mainland. I don't know, as the rioting has intensified over the past couple of days, wh- how she's handling that. But she's not liking what she's seeing in her fellow man. So she's wondering, because she's she's oriented towards being a helper and a healer mm-hmm. she probably comes by that inherently i did um right so telling her i, I try to explain don't worry too much about what your purpose is at this age and it's likely to shift but she's somebody who wants to make a difference i can tell that about her and she's kind and giving so i try i've tried to teach her to be a little bit tough around the edges and realize that people are are how they are and are going to do how they're going to do and she can't ever take that personally now now here's excuse me <coughs> cannabis virus um no, yeah, yeah 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 so I, here's here's another thing we can put in perspective now those of us here you know i live just a stone's throw from portland um i'm in the couve Oddly enough, if I watch Seattle news, it doesn't include Vancouver. It doesn't go any further than south than Tacoma. But, like, Portland news doesn't really include Vancouver either. So I'm in, like, second Portland, right? Um, So, but those of us... Hello. Okay, we got cut off there. Yeah. Pacific Ocean and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, 3,000 miles. Right. (laughs) You know, just saying. Um, All right. We'll 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 fix it in post. 
um, or not. Um, So as I was putting in perspective is while we're here and the racism is uh, abhorrent, what your daughter experiences on a daily basis also it makes her more understanding of what's going on and why she's having this existential crisis. Because while she is technically a white child, yeah, in invisible, like she's a white girl, yeah. But okay, we we've stated her father is Jewish, yep. And what is your ancestry? I am a mutt, so I've got quite a bit going on there. I've got mostly Scots Irish. My grandmother was Welsh. I've got French and French and German on my mother's side with some Norwegian thrown in there. Um, right. Some English, you know, for mm-hmm. good for good measure because they got around. And uh, let's see. There's a drop of Popolo, black blood, and a drop of Cheyenne Indian that, you know, you prick my finger, it's going to fall out. Right. But, so I'm quite the the mutt, and she's looks like a white girl. She's got green eyes and blonde hair. Now, how many generations of your family been on the island? So she's a fifth generation Kamina at this point. And although that you are fifth generation born on the island, and I'm not saying this isn't deserved to a certain degree. Oh, yeah. No. Right. Right. You actually have to fight within your community to be accepted. Yeah. Okay. And if you have altercations with people who are local who may or may not be in the wrong, whose side are they going to take? Well, yeah, because they're brown and i'm white so right we won't get into white privilege and reverse racism no we won't get into that i'm just stating that your daughter recognizes and is able to identify well and i've taught her to be colorblind so when she sees people acting differently than being colorblind she realizes that it's a problem so my overall arching theme is and this is for those of you who have followed me from soundcloud for those of you who are, you know, since I moved over to Spotify, um, my overarching thing is people are shitty. Can be. So yeah. Yeah. it doesn't matter if you're here or there. There is prejudice to deal with. And oh, your yeah. daughter is nine years old and questioning her place in the greater scheme of things. Yeah. And I think now, as a parent, what would you tell her? Yeah, I've told her that that's likely to shift through time because I can tell you, you know, I explained to her that from from my perspective, because I've gotten carpal tunnel so bad that I'm no longer actively massaging people that aren't like yes. immediate family or a close friend and usually just for a few minutes. And, and I also a, don't. You're five foot two and five foot one and like 100 pounds, 110, right? you know. But yeah, I'm a little person and, and I'm just, I'm just not into it at 50 and I've had my fill of it cause I've had my hands on thousands of people. Oh, so, sister. Yep. Tina. So, so I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of done. I'll help you in other ways, but I don't want to be working with your physical body because it'll tell me the truth when you'll lie to my face. So I'm so, done. I'm done dealing with all that. But I told my daughter, your purpose is likely to shift, Right. Your purpose is likely to shift through your lifetime because I'm not longer, no longer actively massaging, but I have gone full circle back into being an animal person and an animal rescuer. So you're, you're I, the Carol Basket of horses, Uncle. <clears throat> I'm one of them. Getting guilty, you know. They keep <laughs> they keep coming up. I've got two. Looking at a third, I don't know what I'm thinking. Mm. But um, she's rescuing them, by the way. Yeah, and and a, and a rescue kitty in the middle of the whole COVID mm-hmm. crisis. We were going to call him COVID. We thought it was too harsh. And but I said, "What do you see me doing?" And she said, "Well, Mom, I've seen you because she's also seen me be a caregiver." Right. You, you know? did massage. You did caregiving. Uh huh. She a saw paraplegic she, young yeah, adult. A quad quad tetra quad, oh, part, tetra, quad, oh. tetraplegic. He could move his arms a little bit. But yeah, she saw me do transfers with him, and she met him, and yeah. She's seen me help aunties that aren't as bad off. And 
mm-hmm. she's seen her mom be a caregiver and now animal helper. And so I said, your purpose is likely to shift. And she knew, you know, when I was doing massage too, she's, she grew up with me starting off as a massage therapist. She massaged with me. I was pregnant massaging. So anyway, oh, right. when I met you, you were, she's pregnant. like, you're always helping, helping people or helping animals, you know? And she said, and right now you seem to be more focused on the animals. And I said, see, your purpose is going to shift throughout your lifetime and what you're doing. But you, the, the basic key is, I want to also get to that through everything we're going through right now, some people are losing jobs. Some people are losing careers. And I've, some people I've, are losing homes. I've, yeah, I've lost my career, right? And I've gone through a gnarly divorce where I, quote, unquote, lost everything. So this isn't the first rodeo well, for me this way. We'll, some people... we'll even segue to say that baby, baby's daddy didn't want him to be born after six, her to be born after six years of marriage. But well, we, won't, we, won't well we weren't married, but you know, whatever, right? It was but, common law. There is no such thing in Hawaii, but yeah, but yeah, yeah. we were together for a minute. So anyway, hmm. um, the whole thing with this is I've gone through loss in a lot of ways that some people, this might be their first round of it. And so right. the thing I can think to, to, to say is to know yourself really, really well. And I've worked on that contemplating my navel and figuring out who I am and what my purpose in life is for years. Some of you might just be coming to awakenings of this for the first time, but your purpose in life is the bottom line. What I'm getting to likely to shift throughout your lifetime, but you have to know who you are and what you're about. And then you, you'll take some external guidance, you know, but don't ever turn down wisdom and knowledge that's offered to you and something that you're interested in or even something if you're not interested in it you know just open your mind just not so if far you, just not so far that your, brain your falls brains out. fall out but yep. you know keep an open mind and get to know yourself you know there's lots of ways to do that and a lot of us are having that quiet time now and there's not the social interaction. There's not the chatter. There's not the external, except for now we're having it blown up on us. And yes, we're well, programmed and don't of, the media. And yeah. a lot of people are having to face their truth right now because they were able to escape it in extraneous ways. Like all their activities, going to the gym, going this, hanging out at the, the bar, kid, hanging out, having the kids doing all their soccer mom things and all that they were able to escape their immediate environment and now i mean i i i you know my heart goes out to the of course the abusive situations mm-hmm. that are that that we like you and i have both been there okay uh-huh. and, and, we won't and, go into the neighbors Right. right. I'm like, but I'm going with the, like, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with the moderate cause we try to stay, you know, know thyself. Right. Yep. And we, we try to stay in the middle, even though, you know, we both swing to the dark side a little bit. Um, the fact is, is like, well, you got to do your fucking shadow work or else you're not balanced, right. but that's a whole exactly. other story. That's a whole other well, topic we could write, but. Oh, yeah. No, I but even had a no, client no, I had a discussion with that. Know yeah. yourself, you guys, you know, and realize that your purpose in life is likely to shift. And right now, oh. it's likely to kick you in the teeth as it shifts around. And the labor pains are going to be major. So hold on to your hat and just keep centered in what you feel passionate about and what you what makes you feel alive. You will find yourself and you will get to know who you are and what you're about be patient with yourself and don't take on a lot of external stuff you know if you really feel that you're a loving kind person which we all want to be at heart um find what brings that out in you and go with that that's but don't adopt every stray Uh, no no and i've gotten better i've gotten better about that too though we won't even go into the last one (laughs) well you yeah the 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 thing is, in, in in having lived in your small community, although I didn't live in the east side, I lived on the south side, which was its own fishbowl, um, but there are a lot of certain avenues that you're not able to really divulge yourself from energetically. Um, it's in your face, you know. You pass it driving down the road. <laughs> 
Yep. And so while the larger um, areas have a greater, a viscer, lesser visceral um, connection, the smaller communities. So I'm not, I'm not saying like one is less so than the other. Um, so you have to, because that was one of the things about living on the island is you really have to face who you are and, wh- and what you are, are for, you know, even in, in minor ways, even if it's something minuscule, it's all about the community and where in areas like here, other than your immediate neighborhood, people feel lost and they don't have that connection to community. Right. So as dysfunctional as it can be here, you do get to see what your core community is about. And people will be there for you here in a way that you're disconnected from in the mainland. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's goods and bads to having a small community. Exactly. But people tend to cycle through here, too. You oh, know, yeah. I mean, and they, I hate and to they say, repeat the cycle. Well, remember, Pen- remember Penis Boy? He would show up about every three months unannounced. And you were like, initially, the first time you were like, weren't you tapping that? And I'm like, wait for it. Wait for it. And you're like, oh, I see why. Yeah, he opened his mouth. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. <laughs> but you do see like a regular cast of characters here on the east side. A lot of people come through. And what I see is a lot of people running to or from something when they come out Mm -hmm. here to Hawaii, um, Mm -hmm. especially to Kauai. And, um, yeah, there's always growing pains involved because Kauai's going to bring your shit to the surface. Always. Always. So. Well, like, okay, it's the island where (coughs) healers come to heal. Yeah, it's the land of the broken healer, you know? Yep. Right? The island of misfit toys. Now we got the island of the fucking broken healers right here. Like, think of yourself as a healer, those of you who are listening, and think of like the most broken aspect. Like, we're, we're, we're wounded healers, both of us. And we're pretty fucking broken. I mean, like, you know more can. You physically know more can. Right? Right. You can do do, like Reiki, but I mean, you know more. You know more. You know more can do the lomi kind. Oh, I can right? step on you. I'm a mean backwalker, and I can lomi ahi right. in three different styles. So you know that's a whole other story. Do I want to? No. No. Why? Because you did your fucking time in the trenches. I've had enough. Y'all can heal yourselves when you, when you work your shit out. You you bring it back to my table. If you don't have your shit worked out, then get the fuck out. <clears throat> well, and 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 you know, having worked both sides of the spectrum, I mean, your primary everything you've done. Um, while you cannabis had, virus. Like, cannabis virus. <laughs> cannabis virus. While you've had your um, local kind clients, the primary is uh, the tourist who comes. We're fucked up. You're here. You get one chance. Well, yeah, because you know, like I said, it's the coming out here and the escapism factor again, and people get lost in la la land. And this is right. our this is our reality. This is why I'm not looking forward to the return of the tourist. Because what was that? Every time the seasons would shift and the chaotic energy oh. would be quiet and then all of a sudden, bam, said, they're back. Bam. Yeah, it was like you could almost palpably feel like two weeks before the tourists got there. And it, it didn't matter that I went to the management meetings at the resort because I was fucking running three goddamn spas. <laughs> Ugh. But in any case, um, you didn't have to hear the statistics you knew it was coming oh and by the way there was this um i told you about the washington state covid facebook page for massage therapy that i eventually had to leave oh the one of the things i didn't tell you about is they were like whining about like general like massage conditions about it being so hot and shit and i was like None of y'all have worked in a resort because they were like, well, maybe we should go work in a resort. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to tell you, resort's going to work you like a dog. When I was managing three spa resorts, it was like going to war. And several people were like, we wouldn't want to work in a place like that. And I'm like, okay, here's the deal. You call yourself a healer. You got one fucking chance to like rip this person apart as much as you can. And that is what it's fantasy Island. 
This is why they didn't give me Mr. Rourke's powers. You, as a healer, as a massage therapist, have one chance to blow, to fix this person and give them the aloha. Give them the literally the experience of a lifetime. Right. Because they're looking for an experience because they are on vacation. Right. So you got to shove the aloha up their ass so their eyes glow like motherfucking disco balls, bitch. Which, on one hand, is way more energetically and physically demanding than the client who comes to you and like, oh, you give them a great massage and then they come like next week and you give them a great massage and they see progress over time. You have to deliver progress immediately. And, and who was your fixer, Audra, when people complained? Who always was the fixer? The fixer? Who was well, the fixer? I, I, no, no. I, sent you, I sent you in to fix some shit. Debbie did too. Yeah. 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 I, was your, I was the fucking fi- Somebody had a complaint and we had to comp them. I'd get paid. Right. Or, or like they, they wanted to come back and they'd get a discount or whatever, whatever the problem mm-hmm. was, if there was a complaint. Because they, they like wine. Until yeah. I had it. Because the rooster's crown. Until I'd had it. Yeah. With doing that too, right? Right. And then I worked at the PT office. That's when the carpal finally caught up to me. Well, I that's because, yeah. Five, death lomies, five to seven death lomies a lomies day later, a day. you'd be fucking, yeah. yeah. And, and I was doing that kind of shit back in my 30s. By the time I hit Kauai, I was like, no more to kind. And you were doing that in your fucking late 40s. 40s, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At your, you know, huh, your age. No, I'm not that much older than you, but yeah. You're fucking six months older than me. Shut I up. I know, but like, when I was like <laughs> 47, 48 years old. Yeah. Still death on me all day, every mm-hmm. day. All right. Yep. Insurance so, cases, I fucking hate writing them up. Anyway. I, but yeah, well, no, they're looking for an experience and, you know, um, we gave it to them. Right. So you know, it was hot, but massaging next to the ocean wasn't all bad. We were outside with sea air, but the sports bar next door was a bit much. True. It was I like nice. the Koakea setup because it was quiet in the corner there, right on that little cove. And, and some of the kind fishermen came out and they were not bad to look at. Oh, you know. oh, yeah, the surfer boys, too. Yeah, yeah, anyway. the surfer boys, yeah. Anyway. Well, you know, I remember one time when we saw the cabana on the point at the Sheraton. Yeah. And um, it was still when we had the kind, like, The tent? Pop, yep, the pop the tent. tent. The, the you know, tent. For, the yeah. Costco, like, four-pronged pop tent. They're like, by the way, they know more to kind, because, like, two well, of them Well, actually, that tent the wasn't, ocean. wasn't bad. It had the wooden post, and it was a heavy canvas when it was initially. Yeah, but that it's kinda... still, it, it still ended up in the ocean with a good gust. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I know. Remember yeah. when we had that umbrella? Oh, God, that was oh. pitiful. Anyway, that's, like, a whole yeah, that's, that's a whole other. You know, and it's like massage therapists in Seattle. Okay, you and I were both nursing assistants back in our early 20s. We both had, like, you know, back in, by the way, back in our early 20s was the early 90s when AIDS patients, like, I took care of AIDS patients. Yeah, I okay. had a couple of HIV yeah. patients. Yeah. Right, and and plus we had all the other gambit of what exists within that environment. And um, as massage therapists, we came into it with an already, like, clinical training. So I'm going to tell you right now, as a massage therapist on Kauai, and, you know, we have COVID, and you're wearing a mask when you're not, you're working in a store right now. Yeah. You're wearing, you're wearing a mask, right? Yep. Yep. And we have sneeze guards. Right. All exactly. Right. Yeah. So I've had to explain to massage therapists that when you take the tape, when you strip your massage table, you don't drop the sheets on the floor and then put a new set on. You take the old sheets out of the room, walk them without touching you, walk them immediately, put them immediately in the washing machine, wash your hands. And we used to t- have a bag or a hamper in the freaking room to collect right. the linen and right. keep it in room. You flip it all inside out back right. on itself. In a plastic. You, yeah, you don't, exactly. Well, don't hug it to yourself. Don't drop it on the fucking don't floor. Don't drag floor. it on the floor. Why don't you wipe the counters with that shit while you're at it, though? Right, you? right. Exactly. And oh, by the way, don't leave any fucking linens in the room right now, right? Mm. Well, and then there's not to mention that I started off as a vet tech, so cross-contamination. 
you know, you had horses or cows or dogs that had something. And this is where coronaviruses came from, from my knowledge of it was animals. That's what right? they're claiming. So anyway. like Parvo, like Parvo, oh, whatever. <coughs> <Stephen> <coughs> King. Coronavirus is the, cell, is the cell structure. We won't even get into the whole fucking bit. But, um, okay, and we could go down that rabbit hole of what they think coronavirus is like, what part of the body it affects. Because like with parvovirus with a dog, it affects the gut, right? So the mm-hmm. gut becomes permeable and can, you know, when, when intestines are too permeable, that's not a good situation. It can get toxic no, no. fast. Right. So what you're trying to do is heal that gut and whatever damage the virus is doing to the gut and, and help that dog get through that, um, if possible. Because they start to bleed out in their gut pretty quick. So this is sounding like it's blood vessels and probably respiratory, respiratory tissue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're thinking it's affecting the blood vessels and like clotting factors and stuff, you know. So it's like affecting the circulatory system. So, um, or the, you know, uh, cardiopulmonary because it's your lungs. But right. But yeah. we don't know nothing. We but didn't. we don't know nothing. Uh, but anyway, you would We're just not have doctors. to suit up, right? Suit well, up. And like total universal precautions. So that's what it comes down to is universal precautions and good hygiene and yeah. reopening businesses and doing business. It depends on what field you're in right. is going to be a whole nother wake up call and a thought of how you want to be with that. Now so there we'll, are massage therapists yeah. in Seattle, which I will say is a high population base. All right? right. And we do know that the statistics show that, well, I, I don't care what it is. If it's like fucking genital warts, the, the higher the population ba- base, the higher the exposure rate. Okay. Just, it's duh, right? So, like, there are th- massage therapists in Seattle. And I know this because I was on the Washington massage therapy COVID site that I had to leave because they're getting stupid. Now, these gals are ripping carpet out and taking pictures off their walls and like scrubbing the entire walls and everything and I'm like you don't understand universal precautions because your client isn't licking your walls they aren't you know, like they're not all over the place yes you wipe down the chair any the table and if you want to put a towel underneath the face rest if you're afraid right that but do the clients we have to wrapped wear a ours mask? In, we wrapped our face cradles in plastic oh. because do, you do can the client, do, a, do your clients do have a, to mask up or just you? no well we um we don't make the clients mask up in session but we're wearing a mask right. so when they're face down it's not a concern you right. know, we've, we've Cloroxed the plastic face cradle. And unless, a, they're, unless they're drooling on your feet, which used to happen. Well, it used to happen, but right now I'm keeping my feet out the way. And I'm, you know, part of, part of the thing is my body hurts because I'm minimizing contact. I'm using hands more where before with You can use lo- your, get in your right. forearm. And I'm still using forearms, but I'm reducing the amount. Right. right. So I'm reducing well, exposure. You know, and I'm wearing gloves and, you know, I had like one of on the uh, COVID site, they were talking about, oh, if you wear gloves, that doesn't do anything. And I'm like, "Uh, you got to take the gloves off before you leave the room. Then you go wash your hands. So, so this is going to tie back to the original like train of derailment that we had of like existential blues right so like this this separation and this degree of contact that we are are now i mean including facial expressions and body language that we're limited with right now right it's that kind of interaction that that forces the introspection you know to happen now with the group as my last podcast i talked about um a different kind of existential blues the amount of awaken the amount of people awakening um, who are dysfunctional inherently and are awakening because of the collective group thing. And that creates a whole new set of issues. Right. Right. Cause it may or may not be something they can carry through with them. They might want to cling to the normal or even con- they have no conscious notion of it. 
They're a five-year-old running through a field of poppies, not knowing there's vultures circling them. Right. Right. But so some, some people are awakening to the fact that your government is not all that it seems. And really, they just discovered that we're Gen X. Come on. I well, know. We, we've well, known I that know. our whole fucking life. But, you know, a lot of people are very comfortable with the status quo. So the path of least resistance and just like accepting things the way they are and not truly wanting to make change has become a real, very real mindset. We all have our, our uh, there's things that make me uncomfortable about the whole situation, the adjustments that I've had to make. I'm not out there having a tanty because I can't get my hair cut, but you got to realize that your average American, um, maybe not be a mental giant and might be slightly brainwashed and has succumbed to the dumbing down that we've been subjected well, to. So the average, IQ they don't know how for act. Oh, uh-huh. The average, oh. the average IQ is 110. I looked this up on the interwebs. Google it for you. I'm too lazy to post it in anything. Google it. The average is... Okay. So anyway. the range is 95 to 115, which means the average is 110. 90 is mentally retarded. I thought 80 was, but okay. No, 90. 90. Yeah. Okay, ninety. It. Well, I say ninety is functionally retarded. How's that? All right. All right. Should I and, should I should I say what my IQ was when I was nine? What? My daughter's age. Well, mine's like one hundred and forty-three. So one forty-one. Right. So we're just a couple of dummies talking out our ass. Right. Yeah, okay. we don't know nothing. Mm. And and you know what? But I'm going to be honest with you. And I'm not arrogant when, about it. It is what it is. When I was in college and I was taking Psych 101, this was in 1989, um, and um, I was working graveyard as a CNA at a uh, adult uh-huh. living facility with young adults, 18 to 55, you know, um, a lot of head injury and all that. So I'm working graveyard and I have this like psych class at 10 a.m. I get off at seven, right? So I'm 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 probably not doing as well as I should. I got an A in the class, but I did the extra credit assignment. I took a fucking IQ test. Now, mind you, I came straight from work. The IQ test was before class at nine a.m. I had worked all night long at a long-term care facility taking care of eighteen to fifty-five year old adults and. They were all heavy care, and this is the late 80s when, like, requirements were different, right? Right. I then go to the college. I take the test. I come back, and it says my IQ is 100. (laughs) Right? Okay. Now, I get the extra credit points because I'm, like, I get an A in the class. But at the end of the class, like, you meet with the instructor to get your like final grade and your final paper back. Right. And and he's like, is this fucking real? <laughs> and I'm like, I remember saying, like, is this fucking real? He's like, seriously, you got an A in my class, but your IQ's on like, I work graveyard. He's oh, okay, I got it. So we can we can just say that we may or may not, depending upon how tired we are, score those ratios again. All right. But the average person, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I always have to remind myself of that. I'm like shocked and appalled by people's behavior. And then I go, well, so, you know, everybody's going to evolve at their own rate of speed. Right. But but I'm hoping to see the good in people come out of this because right now it's sure the fuck ain't and people are ending up dead and and animals are ending up dead and you know, it's it's not a good scenario. So we could go down that whole rabbit hole of what's really going we on shouldn't. with these riots, but let's not. Let's not. Let's not. But the, the fact is, is those of us who are already healers, <clears throat> who are either veteran healers or newbie healers, need to be fully aware of what's going on around you, people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stay centered, kids. Yep. And grounding, like it always astounds me that people are like you're the most grounded person I know. And I'm like, it's not that hard. 
you know, no, get out, get out, get out the airy fairy get, shit. Get and, and get the fuck out the door, would right. you? You know, right. I, I, I have a garden. My garden's going awesome. My, I'm on bed number two, ready to plant the full moon's coming up. Grow grow some shit so you don't have to go to the farmer's market. Grow some fucking food, people. That's that's one solution, you know, especially with our shipping situation in Hawaii, but that's a whole nother. It's witchcraft. Bitchcraft. And I have animals that I get to go play with. You know, that was an essential function is taking care of livestock. So, you know, I got to GTFO and go be outside. Very and nice. our our quote unquote mayor was good about knowing that it was essential to the mental health for us to get fresh air. So, you know, you could go outside to exercise. If you're out walking your dog, taking a jog, you know, you couldn't loiter on the beach, but you could walk on the sidewalk. So yeah, you need to find ways to stay centered, even if it's just sitting there meditating. Well, drink, and drinking some water, people, you know, whatever. Pe- there, there are so many people out there that, that, don't have any other outlet that like their their children they, their whole life revolved around the gym or exterior outlet and they're having to contemplate their navel while they're having an awakening in their dysfunctional family unit yeah yeah and just the lack of outside stimulation and activity mm-hmm. and not figuring out how to keep your mind occupied in other ways mm-hmm People are losing their shit. Mm-hmm. People are losing their fucking shit. I want my haircut. I want to go get my nails done, did. Because that has become such a part of their identity. So you have to think, strip down bare bones, naked. See, I've been on survival mode more than once. Mm, yeah. and, and people, what's really important? You know, what's really important? So Toilet I would paper. hope that, that... Fuck you. <laughs> what the fuck? The line at Costco for gas. I had somebody fucking block me on Facebook when shit first started hitting the fan. God. Mm-hmm. So the line you know, at Costco for gas. Which, by the way, <sighs> brah. Okay, so a lot of people here were like um, shocked, appalled, and amazed at the grocery store being like completely devoid of items. And I was like, no, I've been telling you, like. When I lived on the island, you know, it happens. Tro- it, it, yeah. Oh, tropical oh. storm, hurricane coming. Like, by the way, it's Ju- it's June second. Welcome to hurricane season, season bitches. Yeah, right. They Wee. never tell the fucking tourists this shit. They never tell them, bro. It's they like, never know. They never. Yeah. They never know that like they like come during the summer. Hurricane season starts June first. First, it doesn't end until November. November. <laughs> the fuck the fuck. That's like, another. Why is it yeah. fucking raining? Oh, oh, don't start me on the tourism and their illusions and the because oh. it's Disneyland, motherfuckers. So anyway, their whole illusion that they sell, they never tell the tourists. Yeah, they just finally putting the ocean safety oh, by stuff the way, at the airport going and on to the, the plane. wettest place on earth. <laughs> oh yeah, and by the way, don't drown. <laughs> Because there may or may not be a lifeguard. He may or may not be drunk. <laughs> no, the lifeguards. Well, they're not when they're on shift, but they're right. right. I know, I know, I know. But they may be hungover. Oh God. <laughs> so anyway, are, uh, are we going to be watching? No, no. But no. yeah, no. And then they get all testy when you tell them to go in the water or look in the way. I'm like, oh God. Storm surge, can you not see that your kids are pale as fuck? And all the local boys just sitting there watching the lifeguard who just pulled out for the day. I'm like, going, you guys, um, that's a storm surge. And I said, you see those boys over there watching you? They ain't gonna go in. They're watching you. They got their popcorn, sister. <laughs> yeah. Don't fucking send your kids in the water right now. <laughs> Cannabis virus. Um, yeah. 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 No. Oh, well, I just remember like walking down at the end of my street and I'm like, I ain't going in that shit. Like, well, storm surge. Yeah, no. King tides with a storm surge. Bro, what? dude. King tides flopping up over the street. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The ocean's on the road. What road? Well, you know, but see, so many people here, we have in the Pacific Northwest in Washington, Oregon, you know, I can go 45 minutes east and find waterfalls, um, Waimea Canyon level hikes. Um, you know, uh, the river, giant river, the Columbia River. We can like go just a little bit further and be in desert, or we can go west and we can be at the ocean. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you right now, fuck the desert, fuck the desert. I know, fuck the desert. But you know, the nice little thing about this little microcosm right here is you got that 
Nepali coast with all its cliffs and valleys. Mm-hmm. You've got Coquet with the mountains and the forest. You've got that Waimea Canyon. Right. You've got the Wailua River. You've got beaches everywhere and little tiny coves and pockets and, and right. micro microclimates in the topography that are like amazing and waterfalls and all of that. And that's why in, I miss living there. In one little tiny spot. And <clears throat> here's the thing. We'll go back to like, yeah, we keep going to existential blues. I feel really blessed to be where I'm at because there are people here and the native Hawaiians that want a more sustainable Hawaii right. that are kind of like, so over the tourism and the rape and pillage that there's got to be a balance some way. I mean, don't start me on the tourism. I mean, I have friends that depend on it, but right. it's, it's too much. They've been destroying the environment here for years. Well, like we had, no, it like we had no, we have no choice, but to shop at Walmart. Yeah. And then, you know, the trade here, like let's, let's, you know get into that for a minute that like young brothers starts rattling their swords saying they need 25 million of the the federal relief money or they're going to have to suspend service to hawaii right so are for less than container loads and if they can't take anything more less than full containers and it was a big thing with the livestock shipping community especially horses well even that's a whole nother story even when i moved even when i moved back here I had Which, to mail my stuff because the shipping containers <laughs> didn't didn't consider me worth our time. But I didn't choking, have enough. choking their supply line mm-hmm. was a bad move because they're relying upon a hundred year old treaty called the Jones Act mm-hmm. that has allowed Matson and the Young Brothers to have a monopoly in the islands for years. And people are like, "Well, wait." So I blasted that all over Facebook. But as far as our supply line being choked off, I, I look around me. And if food were an issue, yeah, we'd have to learn to live without some creature comforts and things would suck. But there would probably be ways we could get things here you wouldn't, still. You would have plenty of eggs. But you wouldn't oh, have yeah, any, plenty you of eggs. You wouldn't have there's, much milk. There's, there's papaya and, oh, because and, they shut down the dairy. And, and when this COVID thing started happening and food supply was getting to be a thing. Because we've got plenty of meat. Right. Right. You got the meat. You know, there's, there's pigs. Right. Beef. Oh, it's always pig season, and they're tasty. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of wild pig to be had here. And they've interbred enough with the domestics that they're fat and juicy and lovely. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, yeah, we've got meat. But, you know, everybody, all the, all the, the boo-hooers, the do-gooders, and God bless them. Part of it is good because they're bringing sustainability. But at the same time, we could have used a dairy. And when food supply started to look like a real issue, it's like... Well, y'all gonna, you know, y'all shut the dairy down. So there you go. But at the same token, the property I lived on in the Puipu Ghetto, right? Mm-hmm. Which right. was surrounded by multi-million condos, right? Right. We had banana trees. Oh, yeah. There's we bananas had, everywhere. You know, There's papayas. Mango. There's... Remember, remember the year the mangoes and lychee went like crazy? And everybody oh, get, oh, yeah. Choke. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then, like, there's coconuts. Mm-hmm. Right? Let's not forget coconuts. There's fish everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, there's taro, taro that grows wild in places, watercress in the streams. I mean, there's, like, plenty of ways to survive and, and eat here. But people who can't take it to that level that like their, their la-la land, it's going to be a rough adjustment for them. And then there's people here that love it here, but they're on the fringe and they've always kind of struggled to get by that this is going to eat their lunch and they're going to have to relocate. So well, bear in mind the people on the mainland don't have that. All of the above that we mentioned mm-hmm. don't exist here on the general. I mean, they exist here, but they don't exist here unless you have a yard with all that shit in it. Right. Okay. It's, you, don't yeah. have food, you don't have wild source food. Like right. you would well, here you Kauai. can go fish the Columbia river. There's sturgeon. There's, well, this is why you, you know, got to turn your yard into a garden. But well, anyway, we're going into, this, we're going into survival it. mode. So we know what keeps us centered. What keeps you guys centered? Right. You know, how are you going to, like, make it through all this? And and uphold your boundaries. So Do what is no your, harm, what is your but purpose? take no shit. Yeah, what don't let people pur- tell you who you are. And don't let anybody ever tell you what to think. Right. And don't let them think, let them tell you. If you say, I have no more left to give, 
that you're a piece of shit for that. Yeah, no, no, no. You take care of you first. I mean, and if it seems like you're being selfish, there's a difference between selfish and self-care. Okay. Yep. Because if mama, mama ain't happy, ain't nobody gonna be happy is fucking true. If I don't take care of me and I'm not a selfish person, but I take care of myself and then boundaries. Right. Have them with your, have them with your kids too, their moms. And the kids are having an existential blues. So, you know, I even be there, be there for them, them. you know, be there for them and be there for one another because everybody's going through it. I try to have compassion. I've had people flip the fuck out on me lately. Flip the fuck out. I, I, I either put them on a timeout or I try to talk them down from the tree or I just let them go. Which is a people, lot better than you were 10 years ago. Some people, <laughs> oh, what? Try to save everybody? Yeah. yeah fuck you, you, no. try, you try to tell them how for me when they don't want to know. <laughs> but anyway. And people People, people don't always want to hear it either. You know, I sound like I'm sitting here proselytizing. But they the may ask for it and still not want to They don't hear it. want it. Yeah. You know, people can only receive truths at the level that they're ready to receive it at. So keep that in mind. That right. Not everybody's reality is on the same page as you right now. What's your purpose? Know yourself and know what drives you to do what, what you feel is right. You know, if it feels right, don't necessarily do it. Don't throw the brick. Think about it. Just keep that in your head, though. But, I mean, find another way to throw a brick, metaphorically speaking. Sometimes, well, you know, as Bruce Lee would say, it flow like water. Chi. Push the chi. I threw my brick. You know, I'm like, young brothers, what's, what's young brothers' answer? Young brothers' question? You know, we want 25 million. Are we going to cut you off? answer the jones act right you're a brick mm-hmm. i threw a brick you know i'm already get i'm already watched i'm already on the radar i don't care here throw a brick why don't you think about how you regulate the shipping out here and you you're right and you're on so. the radar because there ain't no mon- that many people there and they got nothing to do but watch you here oh, i know here I say and, you know like i went that, and protested like, i went and protested that stupid fairy that they were the stupor fairy the stupor yeah, fairy was, that really put me on my list i'll tell you what well, you know, we should probably wind this down. So, yeah, we've been at it for, I think, over an hour yes. once you edit and stuff. Yes. So you, you, you're probably going to want to edit this because we rambled. Right. Well, you know, it happens. But so this is Devil Vagina Magic. Two longtime healers who've spent more time in the trenches doing the shadow work than we really want to admit. Mm. Uh, and, we, and we both broken for it. So we bid you adieu, and what do we say? Aloha, aloha, aloha. hard, aloha, <laughs> aloha, hard. <laughs> aloha. <laughs> All right, we love you, babe. 